People, 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 good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh my god, welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. It is so good to be back in front of the microphone. Man, I went on a look. You know what? I was supposed to do an interview yesterday. I do apologize. Student got sick. So, yeah, that's why it's like three days later and I'm finally uploading something. But you know what? We're getting back on the grind. We're getting back on the everyday routine. I have missed this microphone so much. And with that being said, guys, man, it's good to be back. It's good to be back in front of this microphone. I mean, I'm going to stop screaming, but God damn it, I'm just so enthusiastic this morning. God damn it. It's about 7.35 a.m. Oh, I got a lot of things going on. I got a lot of things I got to plan. But you know what? Today is about you. Today is about ending this book. The book that has changed all. The book over over the course of 28 months, I had to dissect for every little detail. So I could bring whatever it is that Napoleon Hill actually talked about a very, very long time ago into fruition and apply it to my life. And you know what? It ended up working. And without further ado, I'm going to get into lessons 11 through 15. And we're going to top this bad boy off with a bang. I'm so sad. <laughs> Guys, with that being said, concentration, lesson number 11. Again, the blog is available at The Arsenio Buck Show. If you are interested in the blog, in reading it, and having the creeds, and having all the formulas there right before your eyes, I do encourage you guys to look at the blog, and to copy, and to paste it, and to read it every day, and recite it out loud every 10 to 20 minutes daily, so it could be embedded into your subconscious mind. So concentration, the first principle is at the beginning of the formation of a new habit, you got to put force and enthusiasm into your expression. Feel what you think. Remember that you are taking the first steps toward making the new mental path, that it is much harder at first than it will be afterwards. Make the path as clear and as deep as you can at the beginning so that you can readily see it the next time you wish to follow it. Second, you need to keep your attention firmly concentrated on the new path building and keep your mind away from the old paths, lest you incline toward them. Forget about all the old paths, people, and concern yourself with only the new ones. Third, travel over your newly made paths as often as possible. Make opportunities for doing so without waiting for them to arise through luck or chance. The oftener you go over the new paths, the sooner Will they become well-worn and easily traveled? Create plans for passing over these new habit paths at the very first start. Sounds like some old English, huh? Fourth, resist the temptation to travel over the older, easier paths that you have been using in the past. Every time you resist a temptation, the stronger you become and the easier will it be for you to do so the next time. So, what I'm trying to say is, every time you yield to the temptation, the easier it becomes to yield again. And the more difficult it becomes to resist the next time. It's kind of like when you first started, you know, smoking cigarettes. People have that insatiable fire within them to say, oh my god, I need this. I need it, I need it, I need it. And it's so easy because why? Well, they went did, did it over and over and over and over and over daily. So then they have those withdrawals. Why? Because it is, of course, those withdrawals, be, you know, they come about because, well, it's kind of like uh, someone trying to get rid of a bad habit for so long. It's hard to chug it. 
You know, people get real sad when they have, you know, divorces and they break up with their boyfriends and girlfriends. Why? Because that path was so easy to come over and over and over and over and over that it just become part of their life. And then when that person is gone, it is, I guess you could say, empty. So let's refocus. You will have a fight at the start. And this is the most critical time because that's that resistance. You need to prove your determination, your persist, your persistency, not your persistency, your persistency and your willpower. You got to prove it at the very beginning, that willpower, that why power, like, of course, Darren Hardy talks about. And fifth, be sure that you have mapped out the right path as your definite chief aim. And then go ahead without fear and without allowing yourself to doubt. Place your hand upon the plow and look not backward. End quote. I like that. Select your goal, then make good, deep, wide, mental paths leading straight to it. And you know what? Through habit and acting and repeatedly performing that manner over and over and over, that tendency becomes a permanency. If your environment is not to your liking, you change it. But at the beginning, it's going to be difficult. Now, let me get into it. My story. Now, was I happy at my last job? No, I changed it. And at the beginning, when I stopped going there the first week, I felt empty. I felt weird. I was like, wow, no more negativity? Where's the negativity? Why? Because it was something I endured every day. It's like your body becomes so accustomed to being uncomfortable in a very, very uncomfortable environment. But after a while, and after a week, I said, wow, I am so much happier now. I don't worry about this. I don't do this. I don't do that. And I'm not going back to this place where it's just so, uh, it's just like a septic tank of hell. It's gone. And you know what? In the beginning, it's always going to be the most difficult. Kicking the bad habit, doing those bad things, you know, you know, conversing with a bunch of trolls online, talking about politics, talking about this, talking about the world coming to an end. It's going to be hard because you know what? As human beings, we're so much more prone and predisposed to negativity. But because of persistency and because of, you know, emanating some love out there. I was just um, one of the uh, podcasters that I interviewed a long time ago, T. Marie, back in, I think, September of last year. Oh, my God. She is out there filming. She's on set. She's in Hollywood. She's doing this and that. I heard her speaking such beautifully wise words on Instagram right before I slept, and I just rejoiced her being. I rejoiced because she was so content and happy with her spiritual side. See, when you start celebrating others for their achievements, oh, you bring so much graciousness within you. Guys, concentration. You need to you need to just connect the dots in the past, figure out what didn't work, and don't reiterate what's going to happen or what you are projecting into the future. Lesson number 12, cooperation. First, you're going to have to form a habit of doing it each day, the most distasteful tasks first. Example, yesterday, they told me, oh, well, you need to create the test, although I sent them the test. They said, you do it. I said, you know what? I'm going to hurry up and do this. I'm going to send it to you and then shut up. I hurry up and got rid of it. This procedure will be the, will be difficult at first, as always. But after you form the habit, you will take pride in pitching 
into the hardest and most undesirable part of your work first. Do the stupid stuff first. When I was a dental assistant back at the College of Southern Nevada in Las Vegas, 2012 to 2013, oh my god, every time I went to work, there was this Mexican girl named Alexis. She said, oh my god, hurry up and call everyone to confirm for their, their appointment tomorrow. I hurry up and did that so I could shut her up. Period. Second, place this sign. Place this sign. This one, this one on the blog. I want you to place this. You got to copy it. You got to paste it. Print it off Microsoft Word. Print it off whatever you want. Place it in front of you where you can see it in your daily work. If you go to a job and you always have to do something that you absolutely hate at the very, very beginning, place it right there and just put superimposed on A4 paper. Get it done. Put a copy in your bedroom. It could greet you as you retire at night. And, of course, when you wake up in the morning, it's probably right there embedded into your ceiling. And it says, get the most distasteful task done first. Third, repeat the following words out loud 12 times each day. Are you ready? I'm going to give you the 12 words right now. I want you to repeat these each night before you go to sleep. Quote, tomorrow I will do everything that should be done when it should be done and as it should be done. Done. That's it. You know what? Just destroy the habit of procrastination and develop the habit of action in its place. Fourth, carry out these instructions with full faith and soundness and the belief in everything and develop the action in the body and in the mind and sufficient enough to enable you to realize your definite chief aim. Do this. You need to destroy the habit of procrastination. You guys understand that part. I need no explanation. Lesson number 13, failure. Just know, neither temporary defeat nor adversity amounts to failure in the mind of the person who looks upon it as a teacher that will teach some needed lesson. Every failure is a lesson. Failure is wonderful. You know how many times I was, you know, you know what? When you don't get the job, that's failure. And you know what? People take it personally. They say, oh, well, I didn't get the job because I'm black. You know what? I take that very personally. I'm going to be honest with you. But it's, it's actually, well, I don't know if it's the truth unless they email me back and say, sorry, you're black. You're not getting the job. You know what I mean? But don't let it be permanent defeat. See, defeat often talks to us in a dumb language that we do not understand. If this were not true, we would not make the same mistakes over and over again without profiting by the lessons that are being taught at that specific moment. You guys get what I'm saying? Failure, man. The greatest failure I've ever suffered was 13 years ago. Sunrise Regional Championships track and field. Las Vegas, Nevada. Palo Verde High School. Right there on the track. 300 meter hurdles. I'm telling you. And you know what? That defeat has pushed me in the gym this morning. It's going to push me into the Spartan race in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia the following Sunday. This defeat. And the turning points mean everything in the world. I actually put it on my blog. If you guys want to hear my turning points one through seven, you guys could actually do that. You could click the link on the blog if you want to listen to, of course, that. But guys, failure should not be permanent. Failure is a temporary lesson. What can you learn from it? I failed many of times. You know, I failed at job applications. I failed at doing this. And I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't say I failed at getting people the right score. I mean, I think it just all comes down to discipline. If they really don't want the score, if they don't have it embedded in their mind and they're not putting the full power burning desire of getting a score on a specific test, there's nothing I could do about that. If they do not develop the routine of habit in terms of getting better over and over and over every day and understanding what the test is basically saying and everything there's nothing i can do about that i could just show you but you're gonna have to drink the water see failure is the best 
Lessons are always taught in failure. Lesson number 14 is tolerance. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, this is one of the good ones. First, intolerance is a form of ignorance which must be mastered before any form of endurance success may be attained. What does that mean? If you don't like Muslims because of what the stupid media says in America, you are intolerant to Muslims. And this is one of the seven deadly horsemen. If you don't like Christians, if you don't like Buddhists, if you don't like any of these religions and all these fanatics and stuff like that that's happening around the world, you need to calm down. You are suffering from intolerance. And this, honestly, I really do truly believe that it is one of the most deadly seven horsemen that lingers in the, the minds of humanity. And you know what? Remember the stories I gave you in terms of Napoleon Hill reaching out to, you know, shake the hand of someone and he had the, the what is it, the cross of, uh, what is it, the Latter Day Saints, the Mormon cross. And he hurried up and took his hand away and he turned around and he said, oh my God, I'm not going to shake his hand. But he said, what made me do that? It's because he was intolerant to shaking the hand of someone that, well, you know, believed in something else. And this is what's the biggest problem in the world right now. Hmm. Stay tuned. It is the chief cause of all wars, guys. It makes enemies in business and in the professions. Hell, look at Facebook and look at Elon Musk and, you know, Jeff Bezos and all these billionaires complaining about each other online. And Donald Trump said, oh, Amazon this. And, uh, what is it? Uh, Jeff is actually laughing because he's got like $127 billion. But then Mark, Z- you know, Elon Musk is like, what's Facebook? I'm not going to use Facebook. And then, it, you know what I mean? This This is what makes enemies in business and in other professions. And this is the chief cause of all ignorance in the world. It disintegrates the organized forces of society in in a thousand different forms. And it stands as, as a mighty giant, as a barrier to the abolition or the abolition, abolition, whatever, of war. Basically, getting rid of war. It dethrones reason and substitutes mob psychology in its place. Second, intolerance is the chief disintegrating force in the organized religions of the world. Where it plays havoc with the greatest power for good there is on this earth. By breaking up the power into small sects and denominations which spend as much effort opposing each other as they do in destroying the evils of the world. Oh my god, I just had to emphasize that. That was just, that was just like brilliance upon brilliance, wasn't it? You know, Napoleon, you know what Napoleon Hill, he spoke such great words back then. I mean, honestly, look around. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about the Spaniards out there, too. I'm talking about you guys. Apparently, I just met someone from Philadelphia yesterday. She said she was walking down the street with a guy from Senegal in Barcelona, and they made a comment in terms of him being black. That is intolerance. Chinese people taking pictures of people, of course, on... So, you know, uh, on, on their phones, on the trains, black people posted it on Weibo and said, oh, my God, I found a monkey having monkeys and African people on books of the covers of the books. OK, in Korea, unacceptable, intolerant Thailand. You know, I see a lot of profiles out there. Oh, my God, I just want to meet a white guy. Intolerance. You see what I mean? If you got preference, that's OK. But if you're racist, you're intolerant. <laughs> If you're suffering from this, understand this. It's going to destroy you. Now, I could give a damn. If you don't like me, okay, that's fine. I'm going to keep on doing my thing. Remember the whole bird analogy? You know, there's a bird out there chirping. It's like... I know you guys are like, what the hell is going on here? Just listen to the bird. 
right? Someone says, oh my god, it's a kookaburra. And that kookaburra is the most beautiful sounding bird on the planet. Shout out to Australia. And you know what? It's just out there just laughing and laughing and laughing. And, it's, and you know what I say? Oh my god, this has made my morning. Because every time I wake up in the morning, I hear birds laughing. And it puts the biggest smile on my face. And it gives me all the reasons in the world to be grateful. <gasps> However, there are people that are angry and say, oh my god, shut up, bird, and they throw a rock, and the bird just keeps on laughing, because the bird is just gonna keep on doing what he's doing, and that's exactly what I'm doing, and that's what everyone should be doing. I don't give a damn if you do not like me because I am African-American. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you know what? I'm gonna keep doing my thing. If you love my voice, thank you. If you hate my voice, thank you. If you believe I've changed you, Hey, I'm so unbelievably happy about that. If you believe that I'm spewing all types of crazy blah, 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 thank you. I am so unbelievably happy about that. It doesn't change me one bit, and nor should the negative opinions of others should change you too. Done. Guys, this is the end. The golden rule sums up everything in general. And this is the end of the Napoleon Hill book. Am I sad? No, because I'm going to keep on reading it. But I got an even better book, and I'm going to start on it tomorrow. Oh, yeah, tomorrow morning. I do got a podcast coming out later on tonight, so please stay tuned for that. And, guys, if you stayed with me along this journey, I really, really, really do appreciate this. And you know what? I would love to hear some of your thoughts and stuff like that in terms of how much has it changed you because that's the goal. When you listen to my podcast, my goal is to change well, maybe maybe to stir your soul. I want to stir your soul. Now, I can't change you because I don't know who you are. I don't know what denomination you are. If you are a denomination, you got to get rid of those labeling, da, 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 all that crazy stuff. You know what I mean? But anyways, just, just focus here. Focus here. You cannot suffer from intolerance. And if you suffer from intolerance, you're never going to be able to spur yourself on to success. Success. Okay. Success. And you're never going to be able to spur anyone else on to success. Oh. Listen to me clearly. You have all the lessons now. Put it into action. And with that being said, guys, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. It's damn good to be back. Stay tuned for the next podcast. Your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.